Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, you know, I wanted to discuss that. So we were in the car yesterday. And me and Anastasia, we always, we keep making jokes about essentially the life she would be living if she wasn't with me. And, you know, we're like, something cute will happen or I'll do something nice to her. And I'll say to her like, oh, well, you could just get a nine to five if you want. Or she's, she's really good at cooking as well. And so there was once when she made a joke like she had cooked and she was like, okay, that's her shift done. She's just done like half an hour of work for the day. And we were laughing at like, oh yeah, well, this is what feminists are trying to stop you from enjoying. You just did half an hour of work for me. You kind of submitted to me to cook for me and to like be there for me when I'm working upstairs. And modern feminists would lie to her and say that she would have a better life if instead of doing half an hour of like just cooking for me as like a traditional housewife woman would, she should instead wake up at 6 a.m. to go to work, go work eight hours to submit to a boss who doesn't love her, who, who doesn't, you know, show her emotional connection, probably in a workplace full of, like, men who are, like, staring at her and shit, to then go home and only be able to attract a guy who's w- of way lesser quality than me. And that's the lie that um, so many women are being told. We spoke yesterday about the dynamic. Rolo Tomasi really speaks about this so, so, so f- fucking well, about the dynamic of why women have a inflated self-esteem self-image and she said this as well she said like she's all for empowering women but she thinks that more women need a level of realism i'm kind of speaking for her in these sick cases because i spoke you know we we had her on the live stream and we spoke about it and she said like oh yeah she was quite anxious about it and she's unsure if she wants to be on like live stream she said like she's okay with you know me using like videos of her and it's really cute seeing her on my channel and stuff but she doesn't want to like sit here and talk because she's scared she'll say something too bad or you know she'll mess up her words or something which is fine because you know a fucking thousand people are watching and it's very strange like she's never experienced anything like this obviously i've like i've spent the last two years cultivating this audience so it feels absolutely normal for me to be speaking to a thousand people it doesn't feel like anything whereas for the majority of people like w- imagine if you were if you were sat next to me and suddenly i started live streaming and a thousand people were watching us the majority of people will um, will feel a bit anxious with that, so I can't blame her with that. But yeah, we were speaking yesterday, so we spoke about the dynamic of the majority of girls actually thinking that they're way better than they are. And Sneeko speaks about this really well. He reacts to videos of girls who keep saying like, "Oh yeah, they're tens, they're eights, and they're nines. And why do you think that is? Right now, if I ask you guys this question, why do you think specifically girls, eighteen to twenty-two to twenty-three, twenty-four year olds, why do you think they think? 
they're a lot better than they actually are. And I know this sounds really offensive, it sounds really sexist, what I'm about to say, but like, if you just objectively think about the question is, okay, this isn't to say they're bad people, or that, you know, they're, they're low quality or anything. It's just, why do they think they're better than objectively they are. Can you guys think why? Because of feminists and TikTok, social media, because they keep getting hit on on Instagram, because guys simp a lot over us. We got a girl in the chat as well. Getting so much attention, social media. Pretty much the most common answer right now is simps. I wouldn't even say it's simps, because this is the dynamic that I would exp I explained it yesterday to Anastasia, and she, she thought it was like really a good way to explain it. 20 years ago, before Instagram and before Tinder, how a man would show interest to a woman would have to be in public, in person, and suddenly a five out of 10 man would most likely go to try and speak to a four or a five out of 10 woman. He'd speak to a girl his level that he was attracted to, you know, like fair enough. Because everyone's gonna find out. Everyone's in the same village, in the same church and everything. Everyone's in the same kind of area. And you have to like literally walk up in public to a girl. So, you know, there was no in like internet, let's say 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and no online dating and all this shit. To make your intentions known and to essentially approach a girl and to hit on a girl, you had to do so in public as a man. And so generally you would have went for the woman who is somewhat like you just were attracted to her. She's somewhat on your level. You would have wouldn't have been a five out of ten guy to go and approach like a two out of ten girl. You wouldn't have done that. Especially let's say if you're if you were above average guy, if you were an eight out of ten as a guy, you wouldn't have then gone to approach in public in front of everyone a four out of ten girl, would you? So guys would have hit on the girls who were somewhat at their level, and plus there was less casual sex as well, so everyone was just kind of like um dating a little bit more seriously than they are now. Then with the advancements of Tinder and Instagram, guys are able to hit on girls online without the, the social repercussion that can come from that. And so this, let's say eight out of 10 guy, doesn't just need to like, you know, just wait for the girl who he's really attracted to, who he knows from his church, who, you know, he, he kind of feels confident that people know he has a crush on. This eight out of 10 guy at 2 a.m. can be horny with, with a semi, and think, okay, well, this girl's a four, but like, yeah, I'd, I'd fuck right now. And soon enough, we have millions of men who have this mentality of like, oh, well, you know, I, I'd, I'd fuck her at, at 3 a.m., fair enough. And so what happens? Well, then guys who are on a higher level, and obviously like, it's kind of like stupid to rate people, you know, X to 10 or whatever, but it's just a good objective way, like a good subjective way that we all can understand. I've never liked rating people at a 10 and everything. I think it's very stupid, but. And so now this eight out of 10 guy, can scroll onto Tinder and Instagram and see a girl who's a five or a four and like her, super like her, message her, what are you doing tonight? Oh, gorgeous. What's gonna happen in the girl's perspective? Oh, wow, oh my God, this this guy's so hot. Look, look, girls, look, girls, he's so hot. He's got a six pack. And the amount of girl, oh, fuck. If you've ever seen this shit, bro, you know, you might have seen like, oh, just girls who've got self-esteem and stuff. But if you've seen how girls respond, like average girls who've got a message from like Chad, and it's like, you know, they're, they're taking screenshots and posting it around as if it's like, oh, well, you know, I, he's into me. Like, I, I'm so amazing. What they don't really realize, what girls don't really sadly realize is that the guy who's far above them is not really looking for anything serious. He's not really looking to, for example, be seen in public with this girl, you know, an eight out of 10 guy who messages a four out of 10 girl. He's not doing it because he, he thinks she's the one or any bullshit because he's literally just thinking, okay, well, yeah, I'll probably just fuck, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I might just tell her to come over. But of course, if you're the four out of 10 girl, your, your heart's beating a little bit fast. It's like, oh fuck, okay, you know, this this, this fucking Chad's messaging me. Oh wow, I, I feel good, girls. Look, 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 girls, look. Please validate me. Look at this guy who's messaging me. Oh my God, amazing. Look at me, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so amazing. Wow, finally, I'm getting validated. What happens then? Well, this four out of 10, five out of 10 woman, I, I keep, I, I hate using out tens. It just, it's so dehumanizing, man. And, um, but it explains about, right? So this four out of 10 woman sees this eight out of 10 guys liked her on Instagram and sent her a message. Okay, she replies, 
Maybe they have sex at like 2 a.m. Maybe they, they keep having sex for a little while, but then he becomes, in her mind, that sort of enemy male a lot of modern Western women have in their mind, which is like, oh, men ain't shit. Men are all liars. Like, they, they, they just want to fuck me. And then, you know, men only care about one thing. Well, why do you think that is? Because that 8 out of 10, bro, that 8 out of 10 guy would get into a relationship, probably would get into a relationship with an 8 or a 9 out of 10 woman. So it's not that he's like, he only wants one thing. It's that he thinks that he can, oh, there's only worth one thing from this particular girl because he just wanted to meet her at like 2 a.m. But this girl meets him, has sex with him, pairs bond with him, gets an emotional connection with him, and then when he doesn't want to settle with her, he doesn't want to get into a relationship with her, and he kind of disappears after he's like fucked around a little bit. Of course she's, you know, reasonably upset about it and everything, but her self-image stays, her sort of perception of the man that she can get stays at that level. So let's say you're a 5 out of 10 guy and this 4 out of 10 girl is, you know, on your level, a little bit below your level and that you as an average guy, you know, no one wants to consider themselves average. But let's see how many people actually have the humility right now. Spam one, if you've just got the honest opinion that at least right now you are average. How many people actually have the confidence and the humility to kind of admit that? Right now you're about a 5. And that's not to say you're going to stay there or anything. Hopefully on self-improvement, you're going to keep getting better. But the majority of people always think they're, they're above average, which of course can't be the truth. You know what's actually interesting? Look how many guys are just openly like, yep, I'm average right now. The majority of guys, I actually think the majority of guys you ask on the street who are average, if you ask them, are you average? They'd just be like, yeah. Whereas the girls wouldn't do, girls, I don't think girls would do the same thing, would they? I think the majority of girls wouldn't. Very interesting. So average is essentially like four to six out of 10. Below average would be like less than four. Above average would be like more than six essentially so everyone who's just spammed one right now let's assume you're a five right let's assume you're just a five for your age range for your kind of demographic for your environment your country right you're you're a five there would have been 20 years ago 30 years ago there would have been a girl who's a little bit less of a status than you know like you're a five she's a four and again it's, it's really stupid to rate people on on out of tens and stuff but fine you're a five she's a four both of you would have had a fantastic relationship 50 years ago you would have been married with children right now and that would have been your woman and without social media you would have really appreciated her and she would have appreciated you now the issue is that that same four out of ten woman who would have been perfect for you has slept with a guy who's an eight out of ten and now she's she's only going to be somewhat excited for a guy on that level so for the next few years, her standard for the, the man that she's attracted to is way, way higher, way higher than you, simply because a guy of way higher level than you showed her attention, but it hasn't really clicked in her mind, even though it has, you know, she knows, okay, well, you guys just want to use me for sex. Oh, he just, he just wanted to have sex with me, but it didn't really click in her mind that like, okay, well, that means that you're not really on that level. But since she's now got that 8 out of 10 guy who's who's messaged her and slept with her and, you know, they had like a little bit of um, like good times together, whatever. She's now convinced, well, that's the level she's at. And so now she thinks that you are below her. So it's very tricky. And so what happens? Rolo Tomasi like lays this out absolutely perfectly. And I hope I'm not coming and sounding like an absolutely hateful misogynist or anything. This is, I'm reporting it from my own experience, my own understanding of, of women, female nature and sort of dating dynamics. And... Um, it's interesting that the the real dating dynamics that happen and not the, the covered up fairy tale that we're meant to believe, the real dynamics that happen automatically make you red-pilled. Excuse me, red-pilled or black-pilled. It's only people who are, who are living life on like, who have got their COVID masks over their eyeballs who can be blue-pilled. What happens then is that that same girl doesn't want to spend time with, you know, the guy who's on her level or slightly above her level because she's had an, an experience with a guy who's like an eight out of 10. So for the next few years, that's where her standards are gonna lie for the next five years 
seven years, she's just totally going to think, yep, well, I'm on that level. You, you go, girl mentality. She gets 100 likes on Instagram. All of her friends hype her up. She's getting messaged. She filters through all the messages, the hundreds of likes, and she picks out the absolute chads, the seven, eight, nines, and she enjoys her time with them. 10 years from now, you know, she's been working a career and stuff. And of course, after 10 years, for the majority of people, man, people get this wrong. People always say like, oh, you know, women go down in value. No, no, no. People go, like 99% of people go down in value. It isn't a male or a female thing. It's just the majority of people. Are, the majority of people are just fucking lazy idiots, and all they do is just instant gratification. That ninety something percent of people get worse with time, and so of course this woman is part of the ninety percent. And this again is not just women. It's it's literally men and women get worse with time unless if you are a person on self improvement. There's maybe five percent of the population are on self improvement, and as time goes by, we get better. The majority of people get worse with time. Ten years goes by, she's you know, less attractive, less desirable. She's 29 right now. And this is when she starts to look for a real man. This is when she messages you back. So are you gonna wait for her, bro? Are you gonna wait for her? 29 years old. Let's say, obviously, this is acting like you're still gonna be a five, 10 years from now. You better not be. If you're on self-improvement, you should end up at like a seven, eight or a nine or a 10. But let's say, you know, 10 years from now, you're still for some reason a five. Now, do you wanna take it? <laughs> She's lived her life without you. And then, this is where it gets fucking, this is where it gets mad, right? Then you take into account that I, the single biggest indicator that a woman will divorce you and also that will cheat on you in marriage is how many guys she has slept with before she got married. So she didn't want you when she was like 20 years old and you guys would have been like, you know, perfect married together. She now will think, oh, well, you know, here's, here's all reliable. But after she's experienced sexually, so many guys that now her probability just by the data and stuff and of course you know someone can be the outlier and you could you know averages and whatever <sighs> oh bro <laughs> so what do you do bro this is where it gets really fucking dark man because you've you've seen that trajectory that you've seen right and that final fact and you can go and find like the research for this that final fact that premarital sex is the biggest indicator for extramarital sex. What that means is bef the, the amount of guys she has slept with before marriage is the biggest indicator for her likelihood to cheat on you when you get married. And after about every guy that she slept with averages about seven to 10% more likely to cheat on you. So the death number is kind of like 10 to 12 guys. And then this links to the data we see that the majority of relationships end in, in cheating and divorce. One out of two people, I think it is cheat. 40% of marriages end in divorce. The number will be far higher soon. Of the, the remaining marriages that stay married, how many are sexless, how many are unhappy? And then you see this as the breakup of the family because if that does unfortunately happen maybe you cheated on her you know the guy isn't um blameless i'm just explaining it from like the woman's perspective and everything but the guy isn't blameless this is what happens to a woman who's indoctrinated by like western feminist propaganda what happens to the family well then the family gets split up the government supports the woman always the law system and the court system supports the woman always well then she's going to take the children they're raised fatherless a daughter who's raised in a fatherless home is, is far more likely i think it's um 90 something percent of teenage pregnancies are from daughters raised in fatherless homes 90 something percent of teenage suicides are raised in fatherless homes a lot of the problems that teenagers are going through are literally just because fathers are not at home and fathers are not at home because families are breaking up because we're essentially we're waiting too long and we've normalized female promiscuity i've spoke about this briefly you know there was a period when i was be speaking about this stuff on 
on YouTube. And every time I would get hated so much in my personal life by my like my sister and everything and, and um, fucking like, you know, YouTube comment, oh, this guy's a misogynist. And every time I take a step back and I'd be like, okay, okay, you know, I'd correct course and be like, okay, well, you know, I, I don't want to be, I'm not a misogynist, guys. Now I'm realizing, but bro, this is fucking important to talk about. And if you are sat here listening to this and straight away in your mind, you thought, oh, well, this guy's a misogynist. You are fucking, like, you've got to be, like, these guys who think we're misogynists for talking about this, they are so deluded when literally we're sat here in a fucking live stream thinking like, come on, man, like, how can we improve ourselves so that we can, like, attract a good quality feminine woman who we can retire, who we can, like, look after and, like, fill up with love and make her feel secure? Come on, man, like, how can I improve my mental health so I'm a better But We're sat here trying to improve ourselves and motherfuckers are saying that we're misogynists. We see the depression that, like, the, the majority of women are going through and, like, it's sad to see and I'm not even saying that. It's like, oh, well, they're bad people. It's like... I can see something wrong with the system and I want them to be able to improve from this. I care so much about self-improvement for majority for men, but at least a good deal for women, women still. And to think that like I'm suddenly labeled as a misogynist, as a sexist, straight away for this, that I've, I've lost a best friend. I've lost a male best friend, a guy who I considered a brother because he thought that I was a misogynist because he, 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 he literally shared a fucking post about Andrew Tate and said, oh, well, this guy's a misogynist. Then he sent me a big paragraph saying, oh, well, I disagree with your views. I'm like, men aren't superior to women. I gave him the book, The Way of the Superior Man. He, he took one glimpse at the fucking cover and, and concluded that the book was about men being superior to women. Didn't even read it. And then sort of like considered like, oh yeah, well, Hamza's a sexist. The guys who spoke about this stuff a few years ago, most of us thought that they were crazy. There is one man who's been speaking about this for years and years and years. And he was, he's been labeled as a sexist, misogynist, crazy, like American and everything. His name's Elliot Hulse. He is like the OG patriarch. Elliot Hulse, what a fucking guy who gets respect, man. He's the kind of guy that my sister hates and that's how I know that he's speaking the, the right things. Elliot Hulse is literally like the OG guy who who's, was speaking about this stuff for years and years and years, speaking about the importance of marriage. He got, he got married to his high school sweetheart at age 21, 19, 21, 23, something like that. A couple of children. He revolutionized like fitness YouTube. He's the guy who made the video. You guys might have seen him, like really old video titled Breathe Into Your Balls, Elliot Hulse. And it was around the time that you guys know Hodge Twins. Elliot Hulse, he did this series called Yo Elliot. I did a podcast with him as well. You guys can just search up on YouTube, Hamza Elliot Hulse. He literally lives out in, in like some, some part of America and everything. And so our internet connection wasn't really that great on the thing, on the call. But I've got to do another call with him and record it for the, you know, the, the shit we're speaking, maybe get him on live stream and then like post it onto the main channel, get some people sent over to his channel, man. Cause his channel's not really performing that well because he's he's just like keeps getting like canceled and people just kind of don't, haven't been taking him seriously. And even I'll, I'll be totally fucking honest and authentic. When I saw his stuff years ago, I thought, oh, well, there's a crazy guy. He's talking about patriarchy. He's talking about feminism being bad. Uh, uh, that, that, that's gotta be a bad thing. Bro, I was a feminist up until about two years ago. I was a feminist up until two years ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh god bro <laughs> and the pressure that we got to you know if you say that you're not a feminist now people kind of understand and they're like oh well, you know feminism you know it's got a really bad rap and stuff fair enough but a few years ago it was like the thing that you had to be i remember i don't know if, if you guys have experienced this i like to, to hear your experience of this but the amount of pressure we got in school to identify as being a feminist one of our feminist teachers bro they stood us all up this is what i promise you this is a true story our feminist teacher stood us all up and said okay everyone we're going to talk about feminism and like you know we heard about it and stuff and she she literally said okay stand on that side of the room if you're a feminist or stand on that side of the room if like you don't believe in feminism like literally singling you out so where do you think i stood bro 
Where do you think I stood? That side of the room because I'm a feminist. Because I didn't have the fucking balls to be stood. I was like, you know, 14, 15 or something. I didn't have the balls to be stood in front of the entire class and explain why I'm a sexist misogynist. Because that's essentially, if you're a feminist, fantastic, you're a good boy. If you're not a feminist, then you have to be sexist. That's that's the the conclusion that people come up with. Just about now has gotten to the point where if you're not a feminist, people, like, you know, a lot of girls are saying they're not feminist. So people kind of understand, oh yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, mixed bag. But a few years ago, if you weren't a feminist, you were like literally like a fucking bad person the amount of pressure we got as if it was like totally not yeah i'm a feminist and shit now i got oh man holy fuck bro <laughs> imagine your teacher stands you up and says okay stand on that side of the room if you're a feminist and that side of the room if you're not where are you gonna stand bro and you know you know what's interesting i am bored someone's just asked did anyone go to the non-feminist side a couple of girls did a couple of girls went to that side and i remember them saying like oh yeah well you know they were really shy like under pressure because the teacher in front of everyone imagine there's 20 people stood on the other side of the room looking at you weird i'm one of them as well because i I, I just want to fit in. I'm, I'm a fucking conformist little pussy. The teacher's asking, oh, why aren't you a feminist? Why don't you want equal rights? And one of the girls rightly said, and I didn't really understand this. She was like, oh yeah, well like, I, I, I'm an egalitarian and I care about equality, but I think feminism is like a bad movement in the West. She was she was brown as well. She was wearing a hijab and she said, I think we need it more in different countries. And then my teacher started to like argue with her, but yeah, but you know, the, the, the gender pay gap and like this. And bro, this little girl slumped her shoulders, looked sad and she went, oh, well, yeah, I guess you're right and walked across the room to the other side. Do you really think she's she you know concluded in into her mind Okay, feminism is the right thing or do you think she just felt pressured to believe that I spoke to this girl who's in college So in in UK we have college from age 16 to 18 and then university age 18 to 21 22 And so what happens in college if you guys are from the UK you'll know this and if you're not from the UK We have this thing called UCAS And so there's a particular period when you're I think 17 years old where you're all sit down and essentially you're you're told Okay, apply for university in front of us your college teachers make you sit in front of them and say they literally say to you, okay Apply for university in front of us and you have to almost come up with like a good excuse to say that, oh, I don't want to go to university because, and you, it's not a legal requirement to go to university. You don't have to, do you know what I mean? But it's, it, these teachers kind of pressure you into it. And so they say, okay, either apply for university and, you know, just apply, just apply, or show us, okay, you're going to do an apprenticeship or something, you know, further education, fine. This girl who's, who contacted me and spoke to me said there was no mention at all of, of being a housewife and a mother, that it was just expected that she should go into uni or just get a job straight away. Think about the, the conditioning that's going on in our schools. Think about the conditioning of our boys and our girls. They're not even being aware. Like girls aren't even being made aware that like being a mother is the full-time job that they could go for. It's being assumed that they should go to university. Why? Why do you think that is? Because these teachers literally get like bonuses and get like a nicer look on their portfolio with the, the number of students who sign up to university so a college is literally rated on how many students sign up to university so they just kind of like assume and just push you into uni and so you'll make more money and everything very very fucking sad man do you think it would be crazy if there was a part of the education system was like how to be a mother slash housewife if that was a class that was going on in schools and college and university it would get cancelled wouldn't it imagine imagine if some like nice traditional woman wanted to do like a college class for like 16 year olds to, and titled it like you know how to be a good housewife or a mother or something like that you can bet your fucking you can bet that girls on t tiktok blue haired girls and like fat 
male feminists would cancel that class, can't you? This guy has, has said a really good point here. DXDD, economically, it's pretty hard to have one person funding the lives of a family nowadays. And that's right, right? That's actually, that's actually right. When you think about it, guys, it's hard for just one man to fund the entire family. So it's almost a necessity for the woman, the, the mother, the, the wife to also work, isn't it? This is a common dynamic now, isn't it? The majority of families, both the man and the woman work. Why? Why is that the reality now compared to how it was 50, 100 years ago? 100 years ago, you as a solo man could have provided for your entire family whilst your wife is at home looking after your children full time. You could have afforded that. And then feminism convinced women, okay, to be like, you know, strong and independent, we'll go into the workplace. Why do you think that was? Who do you think pushed forward a message of feminism? Do you really think women just suddenly like out in a vacuum suddenly obtained power? Or do you think it was someone who was higher up who would have benefited from women entering the workplace in drones and then collecting more ta tax from them? And then also the necessity then that children need to be sent to an education system. You don't realize how big, like how big some of these fucking like companies and people and elites actually are. If you think feminism has just been pushed by women, you are so, so deluded. It was not just pushed by women, bro. It was pushed by big corporations, big like, like Rockefeller kind of companies. I've got a girl coming on for the live stream who will explain this. One man could have supported his, in you as a, as a man a hundred years ago, you would have worked full time in the factory or some shit and you would have supported your entire family with that. You would have supported your entire family with that. And then there was a weird move to convince your wife that she should just leave your children and she should go into the workplace as well and that that would be more empowering for her. Suddenly she's not submitting to you, she's submitting to a boss and she was convinced that this would have been good for her. And then what happens to your children? Well, well they, they need to go somewhere. So let's send them into school. And what do they learn in school? How to be good employees. What happens when your wife goes into the workplace? She pays tax. More tax for the government, more tax for like these big corporation motherfuckers, and then more employees down the, the, the factory line, the cattle line. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 